This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two, Phenomenal Football Friday. Nick and Ken and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours on this Phenomenal Football Friday. And we're going to bring you some incredible betting breakdown for the National Football League this weekend college football this weekend, even some football, some soccer bets coming up for this weekend as well. In the final hour of the show, we won't be on stadium for that. You can flip on over to twitch.tv backslash betql. We'll give you all our bets for tonight, NHL, NBA, and all our thoughts, all the injury information, all our bets, side and total for week nine NFL Sunday. One hour from now, the locomotive will leave the station. Ken Barkley is going to give you his entire college football card for Week 10 in college football. 40 minutes from now, soccer bets for the weekend with our friend Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal podcast. 20 minutes from now, Mike Gallagher from Establish the Run returns to You Better You Bet. If if you've never seen or heard Mike before, the guy's like a walking NBA encyclopedia, knows everything that's happening with every team, listens to every coach's press conference as granular as it gets in the best possible way. Mike joins us coming up in 20 minutes but joining us right now as he does in this spot each and every phenomenal football friday kicking off the second hour of the show and also our uh, our simulcast time with our friends at stadium is the great sam paniatovich and you got to be following sam on twitter if you're not at sp shoot you watch him talk about sports betting on nesson you read him talk uh write about sports betting on foxsports.com and also check out the bear bets podcast with our friend chris felica sam a member of that podcast every single week and sam's sports betting podcast chicken dinner we encourage everybody to check that out sam is a friend of both of ours he supports us please support sam and check out all of his various endeavors my friend welcome back to the show nick and ken how's it going it's going well. Let's do a little in, uh, inside baseball, though, before we start, because usually Jake and I have a little funny banter when he calls me every week. You know, Jake and I go way back. So the phone rings. I see it's you guys. I answer the phone and go, what's up, sexy? And it's not Jake <laughs> today. So It's our pal Kenny. So yeah, your Kenny producer Anderson. today goes, uh, hi, Sam, this is Kenny from You Better You Bet, and I melted. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sexy. I, I, that's what I said. What's what's up, sexy? <laughs> just just like steer right into it. Just make things as awkward as possible. Now, Kenny's Kenny's doing a really good job. I Sam, tried to Jake pivot be, so fast. I didn't know what to do. I th- and Jake, uh, Sam. I think Jake will be back next Friday for your appearance. If I'm not mistaken, unless, unless everybody's going on vacation on this show for the next 17 weeks or something. So, um, but we have you on talk college football. Why don't we start doing that? And I want to start, Sam with this Kansas State-Texas game, only because I was looking at this game a lot earlier. I think it's fascinating. I have a bet on the side of this game. Kansas State's won by an approximate score of about $9 billion to nothing the last two weeks. And now they play Texas, and the stakes are actually pretty high. Texas obviously has quarterback injury issues. The spread in this game, again, Texas at home, 
Texas favored by three and a half, and it looks like it might go to three in some places. The total has gone down 49 and a half. There are some 50s on the board. How are you handicapping this game? Actually, like a sneaky, really, really interesting game on the slate this week. My handicap is basically pretty simple. You know, it's a short of Texas's offense, which we understand without Quinn Ewers, it's not the same attack. They can't throw the ball down the field. And it's back to redshirt freshman Malik Murphy, who is not a home run threat. Let's say it, you know, to be nice. He can't throw the ball deep. He's a young kid. He's still learning how to play at the college level. The market clearly doesn't want any part of Malik Murphy either because we saw Texas open five and a half, now down to three and a half. So I, I didn't want to mess with the side because I still respect Texas's defense. Um, so I went under. I, I bet under 51 when it opened. You can get a 50 right now, obviously still like that. There are some 49 and a halfs um, plentifully scattered across the board. But I, I think the defensive lines on both sides are the best units in this game, and they will dictate how the games play out. Um, those screen passes that, I mean, Murphy was throwing screen after screen after screen last week, and Texas was just chewing up BYU, but you're not going to do that against K-State. So it's a complete shortage of offense. I think, you know, 24-20 is very possible, 23-17, something like that, that will even leave you with some wiggle room. Uh, to stay under the 49 and a half. I just, I think this is a very ugly football game and it'll be one that Texas has to win with its defense. So I do like the under. We will get to the chuckle game, Sam's specialty, six and two on the year coming up at the end of the interview. But for now we stick in uh, college football games for this weekend, non, non chuckle variety. And Sam, let's go to Clemson and Notre Dame with the Irish, like in between a three and a three and a half point favor right now against Clemson. Uh, Dabble making headlines this week, maybe for the wrong reasons, but uh, what do you got for us here with Clemson and Notre Dame? If you have three and a half, good for you. I, I see mostly three, so I, I just I put out three this morning on uh, the Chicken Dinner Twitter feed where I give all these picks out. And, you know, I, I think Clemson is one of the most misunderstood teams in the country. Yes, they're four and four. You know, they, they've been 10-win good the last decade or so. But three of those four losses are by one score, and two of those came in overtime. So you could make the argument that Clemson is one of the unluckiest teams in the country. Um, on the other side, you got the Irish. Obviously, always a public side in Vegas. People love Notre Dame. They come out of the woodwork when the Irish are good, and that's the case this year. But this team, guys, has only had one open week since opening the season in late August. Like, they have just been playing what feels like every single weekend – for over two months. And I, I'm concerned about their, their offensive line's ability to move Clemson's D-line out of the way because the thing about Notre Dame this year and the last handful of years is they are a run-first team. The run opens the pass. And Clemson has you know two or three guys on that D-line that are going to play in the NFL one day. So I don't think this is going to be a overpowering Notre Dame-type game, which it's been – for a lot this season a lot of their games they've just overpowered and manhandled the opposition i think we get clemson's a game here though obviously Dabo very fired up the boosters are fired up it's a big game here for the tigers and i'm, I'm willing to go down swinging on clemson i haven't bet them a lot this year but you also you never get clemson getting points at home i think this game should be a pick 'em. so i took three with clemson 
Yeah, just to like put that in perspective, like Florida State was less than this against Clemson. I think at the close, Florida State's going to be like go to the playoff this year, and they were rated like one of the best teams in the country. And Notre Dame, like get, getting the same credit, that's kind of interesting. Uh, Sam, there there are some teams this year because uh, just because I was doing work on games earlier, obviously they've like gone over in basically every game that they played. LSU has gone over in every single game that they played. If you bet the over, you're undefeated in their games. And USC, you're not undefeated, but but you're pretty close and they're they're playing washington this week and i remember i saw this on monday just like that these two teams were playing it's the start of a, a brutal schedule stretch for washington i just go what is this total gonna be like what like what what michael Penix jr against usc's defense and vice versa honestly what's this gonna be uh open 76 now up to 77 77 and a half washington kind of like an interesting number too uh, just a, a three-point road favorite actually looks like it might come off three go to two and a half so washington short road favorite very high total team's been flying over what are we doing i know some wise guys that are looking to fill orders on the under and, and i understand it because you know the the wisest guys in this industry they don't watch games they just bet numbers and it's a very high number so i, I understand the need to, you know, bet under 78 or 80 if it should get that high, which it, it probably won't get to 80. But, guys, I, I've watched USC the last five games. 41 points allowed to Colorado, who can't literally block anybody on the offensive line. 41 points to Arizona, 48 to Notre Dame, 34 to a Utah team that can't score. And then California scores 49 on them last week. They can't tackle. They just they can't stop anybody. And I, I know that, you know, it's kind of a public play to just go USC over, but I don't think there's a lot of appetite for a lot of people to bet over a number like this because the, the narrative is, well, this is a lot of points, and if you get one bad stretch, it's going to go under. And, I yeah, like I understand that. But Colorado – or uh, USC, excuse me, almost played to 100 points last week. Like that's my counter. 50-49 to 49 final. Also, Washington's defense is nothing special. Washington and Oregon went up and down the field on each other. You know, this game is going to be – you need 11 touchdowns. And I, I think you're going to get there because each team is going to have 10 possessions. That's probably 20 possessions in the game. You need 11 touchdowns. You might get a defensive score or two. If this goes to overtime, forget it. We might see one of those, like, three overtime shootouts. I just – I can't bet under this one. I, I'm not going – I'm not going over in Iowa Northwestern, and I'm not going under in USC Washington. That's for sure. You better. You bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Talking college football, the National Football League in a second. We'll get to the chuckle game as well with our guest Sam Paniatovich of Nesson Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sam is on Twitter at SP Shoot. Uh, Sam, you sent me the games that you liked and wanted to talk about earlier today, and I wrote you back. Do I have to bet this particular side in the NFL? I feel like a lot of like like some of the sharp guys we have on over the course of the week like this side in the game. What do you have for us here with the Bears and the Saints on Sunday in the Big Easy? I did not bite the bullet last week with Tyson Bajan starting on the road on Sunday night. I thought it was a bad spot, mostly because the Chargers have that offense that could get out early and just run away with it. Well, the Saints don't have that. The Saints are averaging – 21 points per game. It is not a good offense, and contrary to popular belief, Derek Carr was not the key to unlock the castle. This guy is mid. He has been mid his whole career, and with this number moving from 5.5 on the open to 8.5 right now, I am taking the points. I know Chicago's going to struggle to move the ball, but New Orleans can't move the ball either. And Derek Carr, how about this for a number? Derek Carr is a favorite throughout his career 
17, 34, and 2 ATS. I repeat, 17, 34, and 2 ATS, 33% when he's the betting favorite. This is a number at its core. I I was not going to take 5.5. I was not going to take 6.5. But anything north of 7, I'm going to take. And I I tell you what, Nick, I think those 8.5s are gone by Sunday. Uh, This might... This might come down to seven and a half, seven again. Yeah, one of, one of those classic games where it's like, man, if they didn't look like, if the Bears didn't look like that against the Chargers, like, was this just going to be seven? And then, like, what were we going to do in the game? Now, now it's not. I, I would only bet the Bears in the game too, Sam. I totally agree. In about a minute here, Sam, just so we have time for the chuckle game. Why, why don't we do a ton of good NFL games? Obviously, this weekend. See, I have a bet in Cowboys Eagles. Uh, Eagles, I think, still holding as a three point favorite in that game. What do we like here in about sixty seconds? I was surprised, Kenny, that it didn't budge off three. You know, Eagles open three, and it hasn't moved all week, which is obviously respect for the dog. You know, wise guys I know like the three and even played a little money line. But I think we have to understand that the uh, Cowboys got blown out by San Francisco almost a month ago. They've had time to rearrange their defense and pick up the pieces without Diggs and Van Der Esch. And Micah Parsons on Jalen Hurts, to me, is an advantage me. Um, something's up with Hurts, too, guys. Eight picks this year, a pick per game. And the red zone offense continues to struggle. Last year, they converted touchdowns on 70% of their red zone trips. This year, it's just over 50%. They don't score touchdowns. They are settling inside the red zone, and they are throwing interceptions inside the red zone. So I'm going to take three with Dallas here. I think Parsons makes the big plays down the stretch. Absolutely love it. And, Sam, that leaves us about 60 to 90 seconds here for the good old chuckle game. Six and two on the season here on You Better You Bet. So, Sam, we're ready to laugh. We're ready to cash. What is the chuckle game for this weekend? Please complete with rotation number. 309051. That's Yale and Brown. We are not playing the <laughs> over this week. We have we have gotten by on the skin of our teeth the last couple of overs. We have hit them, but I think this total is going to open 56. This show does not help the total because we blast it every week. We move it three, four points, but uh, The early power rating that I saw on this game was Yale minus four. And then I had a guy in Vegas say Yale might open higher, like Yale might open five and a half, six. I don't know what the number is going to open. Again, we're not going to find out until 10 in the morning tomorrow. Let's just say this. We'll put in Brown plus four or better. Uh, If if it's Brown three, we're going to have to pass it here because we have to get the right numbers. But if we get a six or even a seven on Brown, I'm going to blow it to the moon. So I, I, I think I think Brown's very live in this game, obviously. Um, but we're going to take the Brown side. We're going to take four or better with the Brown Bears. Home game for them in Providence. And I hope we get a six or a seven. Oh, I hope. We got a, you got a couple chuckles from Ken and myself and in our, yeah. and in our show chat from ha- the crew. Hashtag, I think everyone... hashtag blow them to the moon. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, well. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. It's going to be yeah. a fun weekend. Uh, Sam is the best. Uh, I, absolutely. Uh, Sam is on Twitter at SP Shoot. Check him out on Nesson, Fox Sports, and the Bear Bets podcast. And Sam is sports betting podcast. Chicken dinner. Find it wherever the hell it is that you find your podcast. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Wishing you the best of luck on the bets. And uh, we will catch up with you next Friday. All right, sexy. See you later. That's really funny. Have you ever done that? Because you call into like a million. Well, they call you usually probably, right? And then do you ever pick up and just go, like, you just, you think you know the person and it's not the person? Do you ever do that? Uh, I guess, but like, I, I don't know anyone well enough. Like Sam is no, Sam and Jake, Sam's from Chicago, like originally. So like Sam's probably worked at the score with Jake like a long time ago. And to be fair, Jake's on the show. 
Jake's like never not on the show. Like yeah. he's like basically like worked like Monday to Friday during football, like basically like all last year. So it just I'm sure I'm sure it was a little, a little surprising. Yeah, like I don't I don't know any of these people personally that like call me now. Right. So it's just like, like oh, oh, oh Jimmy. Oh Pete. Oh 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 oh, oh Pete's out. Oh like oh, James. Great grass. to see you. Yeah. All right. All right. How about Mike coming up next? Mike Gallagher, ETR, talking NBA. The King returns to You Better You Bet next. Collins calling for the ball. Spin move inside on the baseline. Back to Wemby upstairs. Victor throws it down. Timeout, Suns. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Courtesy of the highlight goes to Valley Sports. Uh, if you could choose one. Play-by-play guys moving forward in perpetuity can refer to Victor Wembenyama as either Wemby or Victor. Which would you choose? Oh, Victor, for sure. And then when he, when he scores, go to the Victor, go the buckets. Because, like, when I hear play-by-play guys call him Wemby, I, like, I, like root, I want to root against him. Like, I want him to not do well. Which flies in the faces of us. Like, I want him to be awesome because he's so much fun. But I don't want, like, I want Victor Wembenyama to do well. I right. don't want not Wemby, Wemby to do well. Right. Not Wemby. It sounds like a sounds like a show my kids would watch before they go to bed or something. They go, oh, like, what do you guys want to watch? Uh, like, you know, like Bluey, Blippy. Now nah, Wemby. Throw on, throw on a Wemby. Well, he's like Gumby's French friend. Oh, you know, Wemby. <laughs> oh, Gumby. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yes, going to be. Anthony DeBundo will join us from the Wonder Goal podcast coming up in 20 minutes, giving us soccer bets. Brad Evans still to come. Colin Wilson still to come. The locomotive leaves the station in 40 minutes. Ken's entire college football card. All our bets for tonight and for NFL Sunday power hour, final hour. But look, like, um, is it Rafiki in The Lion King who says the king has returned in regards to yes. uh, Simba? It is right. It is yeah. Rafiki. I yeah. feel like that's me right now because the king. I, I get to announce that the king has returned, and and the king in this instance, when it comes to NBA information, game in, game out, props, trends, all sorts of good stuff. Our guy Mike Gallagher is hashtag in the weeds uh, with the best of them, and like we got amazing NBA guests. Matt Moore is amazing. Mike Gallagher is amazing. Our NBA coverage is like second to none, and Mike is a big part of that. We love having Mike as part of the show, and we're very happy to welcome him back here to You Better You Bet. He is on Twitter. At Mike S. Gallagher. And you have to check out his work. Like, if you play season-long fantasy basketball, which I do. You play NBA DFS. You bet props. You bet game-by-game sides and totals. ETR's NBA coverage is amazing. We have Evan Silva on the show from the NFL side. Mike covers it from the NBA side. One of the co-hosts of the ETR NBA podcast. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy basketball season. Thanks for having me back on. Great. A little, uh, little tilting hearing the Wemby highlight after I took Suns live on the Vassell News and had a uh, Suns plus 10. That was painful. Uh, and also, are we, is he first name status with Victor? You guys going to just do Victor Oladipo dirty like that? It's like, <laughs> yes. I don't know if he's, right. if he's first name only yet. Well, we got, we call it Depot, right? Isn't that what we call Victor Oladipo? Is that what everybody decided? Yeah. I think I hate all the nicknames. I think they yeah, all stink. Bad. Depot? They're all they're bad. What the hell is yeah, that? Depot. This yeah, is so, terrible. I feel like, uh, like Depot is who I saw when I was in Vegas, like performing at like the Aria. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like I need some more mulch. Let me go to the Depot. Uh, anyway, whatever. I'm going to, Mike, I'm going to read you Victor Wembanyama's stat line for last night. 38, 10, two assists. Sorry if this is causing pain to you. 38, 10, two assists, <laughs> two blocks, and a steal. 
have you have you been betting his pro- i feel like he's probably been one of the most interesting players to handicap so far like what is this going to be seems like the early returns are this is going to be insanely good is there a particular a stat with him that you're interested in what have you noticed you mentioned the vassell injury like how about the spurs and Wembanyama? any takeaways any info on maybe what they're doing yeah, so the thing we have to factor in is the Vassell thing. You know, Vassell was one of their leading scorers. Pop said he's going to have that lead scoring role. He's going to be out for a while. So, yeah, we're going to probably shift his usage up a little bit. Obviously, that close, that final four when they went, Wemby outscored the Suns 10, uh, 10 to 5 uh, and made all of his shots. So, yeah, he's going to have a way bigger role without Vassell. I think that's a huge deal. Um, I think the market is going to bet his stuff after what happens. Um, this huge game, I haven't watched national TV stuff, but I'm sure it's all over the place. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, certainly some downside, all those arms for blocks, but they're also going to get some fouls. So, yeah, probably not going to dive in right away. But, yeah, I think it's an interesting market that could have some potential overs or unders depending on how the market reacts, which I think is going to be, like, really, really strong because it's just, like, nothing we've ever seen. And San Antonio does host the uh, Toronto Raptors coming up on Sunday. Curious to see what uh, Victor's props will be for that game coming up on uh, on on Sunday. Mike, uh, I think you're you're as good as anyone in the space at this, and I'm always fascinated to hear your answers to these sorts of questions. So we haven't talked to you yet this NBA season. We're like somewhere in the range of like four to six games in. We'll talk. We'll get to the in season tournament in a minute here, but just on a game by game basis, like what sorts of things have you started to pick up on? And this could be something that relates to side bets, total bets. This could be prop bets, things that you're tracking. Where like, hey, like. This guy's actually going to have like three steals a game. We're going to bet his steals over. I'm not saying that has to be it, but just like things that you've noticed thus far early in the NBA season that you're excited to apply in the betting market. So a couple of things that's a little bit weird to me. One, like what's with all these minutes limits? Like so many guys early this year have crazy minutes limits. Like Chris Middleton, they subbed him out, but they need to call timeouts to get him out. Uh, we've seen the Heat have guys on minutes limits. We've seen the Mellow on minutes limits. So it's really tough to kind of get a feel. We, you know, Jacques Bond mentioned guys who are on minutes limits. Again, these guys are like supposed to be mostly healthy. So that's been one thing. And then coaches' impacts on stuff, you know, and Luca had a minutes limit first game too. But, um, you know, like uh, Monty Williams icing Jaden Ivey, putting uh, uh, Marcus Sasters over him, you know, just the coaching impact for some of these guys has been something to watch. Uh, overall, we saw Vogel kind of shift things around. He ran small. So that's kind of what I'm thinking with how these coaches are – kind of changing around and just the rookies have been all over the place. They're so hard to bet. Um, the suit's been horrible. He's out now, obviously, but um, yeah, just these, these minutes limits have been, uh, it's just been kind of a, for this early in the year, it's been something that's been tough to kind of deal with. Mike, you mentioned the coaching angle, which I always think is really interesting. Like I, you know, I don't know enough about styles and, you know, going into the season, I couldn't tell you what any of these coaches were going to do, but you mentioned like Monty Williams in Detroit. Like I, I had a friend send me a note that like, like when they when they win the games have gone under like every single time or when they've been competitive there's something with like defense and the pistons that's like been a real thing since monty williams got there the raptors and i'm not even going to try to pronounce their new coach so that's not like disrespectful of him i just i would get it wrong like they the first like three four games of the season the final scores like 92 87 like that's a sort of like oh i guess i guess that's what this guy is going to be like frank vogel in his first year with the suns i guess just going to be get mad at everybody and lose to the spurs a couple times i guess that's going to be their thing what other coach things have you know so like monty williams Jade and Ivy, like there's like an actionable thing with a coach and a player. Is there anything else, even stylistically, for people that haven't maybe caught up on some of these new coaches this year that you're noticing, like something that surprised you? Yeah, so I'm gonna take the Bucks. Their defense, they are they've been real bad at on-ball defense, which was a big thing. Obviously, you're taking Drew Holiday out, 
You're putting Damian Lillard in. You're adding Malik Beasley as your on-ball defender. That is not good. It's led to a lot of guards putting up decent games against them. They've actually been a really elite rim defense. They're second in the NBA in rim frequency, meaning they're like really good at limiting this. Um, so that's something that's kind of jumped out and something I've been kind of going into as far as betting goes with props and things like that. Um, other than that, you know, not too much from the stuff we already said. Uh, Will Hardy, second-year coach, he's been kind of weird. Uh, I mean, Udoka's minutes have been pretty strong for his guys. Uh, Alfred Chagoon's actually playing a lot more. That's something I kind of got wrong. Um, and then, obviously, Steve Kerr's been there forever. But the minutes, and this has been really tough for me, too. Like, who closes for the Golden State Warriors? We've seen Wiggins, like, lose closing minutes, and they're really just deeper. So it's led to minutes coming down. The market's pretty much covered it. So even, like, these regular coaches with new personnel, so, you know, you've got new coaches, new pieces, how they're working hand-in-hand uh, has been another big trend I've kind of noticed so far. It's tough to kind of, like, bet into it because the markets, I think, are pretty sharp, but something that's, you know, really stuck out. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a phenomenal Friday talking the NBA season with our good friend Mike Gallagher from Establish the Run. You got to be following Mike on Twitter at Mike S. Gallagher. Mike, we love the NBA. You love the NBA. Could the NBA have done a worse marketing job with this in-season tournament, which like starts tonight, apparently, like regular, regular season games that are also going to start for this in-season tournament. So it's going to be like four regular season games over the course of the next like month or so, and then like a single elimination tournament. And then the winner gets the NBA Cup and like $500,000 a player. Like, are you handicapping tonight's games any differently, knowing that they are tournament games? Do the players care about this? There's a Bones Highland quote that's really funny that's been circulating on social media. He doesn't know what's going on with this. Like, are are you betting this at all? Like, what's your handicapping philosophy for the NBA in-season tournament, which, again, begins tonight? Yeah, the the quotes are funny. Buddy Heald had a quote saying he needs money. Yeah, sure you do. But um, so we talked about this because we do minutes projections and all that stuff. So early in the tournament, we're not putting any stock into it. We do put a little stock in the national TV games because there's longer breaks. Sometimes it starts for more minutes. So on that front, we do kind of consider that. So, you know, Denver, Dallas, something to consider there. But, yeah, early in, the, early in the tournament, I don't think so. But later on, we're like, oh, they, this team needs to get a win to get to the next round, whatever, and, you know, the semis and the finals, then, yeah, we'll probably push minutes up there for kind of the star players. But for now, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know how, like, these bright floors, it's kind of, like, affects shooting. Like, you're shooting in, like, this bright blue, dark, you know, bright red, all these bright colors. That, like, mess with, like, your depth reception, I have no idea. So I don't, I'm not putting anything into it, but just something I was thinking through this morning. It's possible we're going to talk about that in the power hour when I give out bets for games, uh, those, the floors. And for people who haven't seen, like all the teams have these custom designed courts, usually involve the team's color scheme, but like they're bright and like very, they look really cool in like a Twitter photo. And then I feel like when we're watching them on television, we're going to be like, this is brutal. Like, I don't know if you're at the game, I'm curious how it's going to kind of look, but like as an image, Looks sick. Just I'm curious how the basketball is actually going to end up looking. Uh, Mike, we, we've already had a big trade this year. The season's two weeks old, and a star complained, and he got traded. James Harden's on the Clippers now. Obviously, all of the questions are, okay, we've got Kawhi and Paul George, Russell Westbrook, who's already talked a lot since the trade, and James Harden, who's already saying stuff since the trade. We've got these four stars who at one time were all kind of superstars. They're all on the same team. How is Ty Lue going to figure this out? What's he going to do? What's your best guess for how the Clippers' rotation is going to look, stats that might you might want to bet prop-wise, anything involving the James Harden trade. Yeah, curious how the market handles this because we know James Harden's a big on-ball guy. You could definitely see Russell Westbrook, who needs the ball to perform because he's not that efficient. So I could see Russell Westbrook's numbers coming down. He'd probably be the biggest concern to me of the four. I don't think Kawhi matters. Kawhi just gets to his spot. Sure, the usage is going to take a hit, but I think that 
I'm curious to see if his numbers take a hit. But if, if the mar- if the market moves Kawhi about the same as everyone else, he's probably the guy I want to bet on. Huge first quarter, playing back to backs now, so he's healthy. Paul George playing really well, been one of the most efficient players in the NBA so far. He could take a hit. He has some handling. Norm Powell takes a really big hit, and I think James Harden is still going to kind of dish. But we already we, he's kind of already been hit for this, right? Like he already had to deal with Embiid. So I don't think his numbers really changed too much from a scoring aspect because Embiid's such a monster. Um, and then obviously, you know, Zubats is going to have dunks galore, but the usage should be down. So on that, just to recap, so Russ, Westbrook, most hit, Paul George next hit, Harden next hit, Kawhi barely hit, and then obviously these other fringe players are going to lose a lot. Give us like 30 seconds here on like anything you think happens with the Sixers moving forward. Are you trying to get ahead of anything with Philly now with James Harden out of town and maybe like Daryl Morey looking to maybe swing another trade? Anything you're trying to get ahead of with the Philadelphia 76ers? And then we get thoughts on uh, some of the games coming up tonight. Yeah, I bet Ubre yesterday and that worked out because uh, it looked like he was going to have a pretty big role even with foul trouble. So I think he's going to play a lot. Um, it was interesting to see that Robert Covington didn't get rotation minutes, but he fits Nick Nurse's system really well. A guy that gets in passing lanes and can switch, which is what Nick Nurse likes to do. So I think Covington could be a threat. But until that gets integrated, a complicated system, probably looking at Kelly Oubre. And obviously, you're getting a lot of Maxi and Tobias minutes. Tobias has been fantastic, but the market's been kind of on them. All right, Mike, let's close with this. And I know, like, you wrote me earlier that, and, and you even had, you said this in one of your answers, right, that some of, like, the minute stuff going on makes the games a little difficult to project. Even if you don't have, like, outright bets to give us coming up for tonight, that's okay. But I think, like, our audience loves to hear kind of, like, where you're leaning and some of your thoughts on the games. So any game tonight, like, any thoughts that you have coming up for tonight's slate? We have, like, 60 to 90 seconds for the answer. Okay, yeah, so we got a few bets for establish the run that we're considering that I don't want to give out, or I would. Um, but I, I'll give out one. So I like Malik, Malik, Malik Beasley over nine and a half points. This is very much tied to Chris Middleton. Like I mentioned, they are calling timeouts to get this dude out in the third quarter. Still on a minute's limit. Don't think he's playing over 20. Think Malik Beasley has to shoot. Think the matchups. Uh, okay, you know, the Knicks are, are a three-point funnel, so I do like that. Um, other than that, you know, I'm waiting for uh, Shane Sharp to play. I think if Shane Sharp is playing, he's probable with a thumb. Um, and Simons was t- uh, probable with a thumb. But I, so if he's out there, I think that, they're going to beat the Blazers. Uh, the, the Blazers are going to beat the Grizzlies outright. So I'm into that. Um, and then uh, I want to see where Casey Wallace gets lined for OKC. I, I think Casey Wallace starts for SGA. He's been really awesome. I can see them matching Steph's minutes. So if Casey Wallace gets lined light, uh, I'm going to probably hit some of his over. He's been the most efficient player in the league from a, a points per possession standpoint. So kind of what I'm looking at there. Don't want to give up too much stuff for free. Um, but yeah, I do like Malik Beasley over nine and a half points tonight. Totally understand that people can check out EstablishTheRun.com and subscribe for like all the projections and all of the information from ETR to Mike's point. Mike, let's close with this. Uh, has Adam Schefter told you who's starting for the Cardinals on Sunday, Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray? He has not, but it's going to be Clayton Toon, right? I haven't really been following the NFL, but uh, yeah, I, I, I could uh, get him on speed dial, but uh, it'd be fun to see how <laughs> yeah, that goes. Someone asked, someone's, someone's offered me the, the world for uh, – Trey McBride. He sent me Trey McBride for Brandon Ayuk in a trade. I was like, get out of here, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, I like Trey McBride. Also, like, he ain't Brandon Ayuk. That's that's insane. Yeah. But maybe he'll be really good with Kyler coming down the stretch here. Mike, we appreciate it, my friend. Thank you very much for the time. We look forward to doing this more throughout the season. On Twitter, at Mike S. Gallagher. Check out the Establish the Run NBA podcast, and I highly recommend I subscribe. EstablishTheRun.com for the NBA coverage is great. All of Mike's write-ups and thoughts on all the games all the time. We appreciate it, my friend. Good luck with the bets. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the in-season tournament.
the great Woo! Mike Gallagher joining us here on You Better You Bet. We didn't get a, we'll, I'll talk to you next week, though, from Mike. That kind of made me a little sad. Well, I think we're not in the routine yet. Like, the king just came back. The first thing he doesn't say, <laughs> like, the king doesn't return to the throne and say, see you next Thursday. Like, he's got a lot of stuff to do. He just sat down. Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. What does he do? Like, eats, like, a, has, like, a flagon of mead and, like, takes a bite yeah. out of, like, some, like, leg of some, like, exotic meat? Yeah, make goblet. There's got to be goblets around. That's always in every every I like involving flagon. Kings. Like a like a flagon, yeah. like a flagon. Of Jewels, uh, various right various gems. <laughs> a jewel encrusted flagon. On the other side, soccer bets for the weekend with our pal Anthony Debundo. Everybody, get your tickets ready and stand behind the yellow line. The locomotive leaves the station in 20 minutes. Lock Miss Day 5, Ken Barkley's entire college football card for the weekend. Again, 20 minutes from now to kick off hour number three, the locomotive will leave the station. Brad Evans still to come. Colin Wilson still to come. Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight and all our bets uh, and thoughts and injury information coming up for Week 9 NFL Sunday. Again, the Power Hour, Final Hour of the show. But for now, let's get some soccer bets coming up for this weekend and absolutely love it. And we do that with our friend Anthony DeBundo every Friday on a phenomenal football Friday. Anthony, one of the co-hosts of the Wonder Goal podcast. Um, Anthony comes on with us every week and supports us. Support him and check out his soccer betting podcast called Wonder Goal and all his written work lives at the Action Network, actionnetwork.com, and his Twitter account is his name, a good paisan, Anthony DeBundo. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Yeah, we're finally seeing the market start to react to United being terrible, uh, and it's been the reality all season. They came into the year priced as a top three or four team. Uh, then the market kind of gave them a little bit of a downgrade to like fifth, sixth, and that's where they've kind of been sitting for most of the last two months. They have not played anywhere near that. I mean, they're in danger now of going out of their Champions League group. I bet against them uh, Tuesday in the Champions League, they're going to play Copenhagen. They got outplayed at home. Now they're laying a half goal on the road. I, I do like Copenhagen there. And the market steamed against them hard in this match against Fulham on Saturday. They were as high as minus 110, 115. Uh, they get pounded in the derby. The market took a ton of money on City late there. Uh, and, you know, the situation doesn't look any better. Casemiro gets hurt. Uh, they're they're kind of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic right now because it's not just the manager. It's the injuries. It's the players they spent a lot of money on not being as good as we thought. It's everything kind of coming together and forming what is a very average team. And so I think there's still more room for United to fall, and I'm certainly not looking to buy them at any point yet. Uh, I thought there might have been a, a moment where things were coming together, but if you look at their overall results and performances, they haven't had one game all season where you'd point and say, yes, that was a vintage United performance even close to what we saw last year. So clear regression across the board and, and don't really see a ton of optimism coming, even if they beat Fulham, which, I mean, Fulham's not great, but uh, I don't really think beating up on, on the lower teams in the league barely, which is what they kind of did before last week, is going to change much. Yeah, and I think even like casual soccer fans, and honestly, like people who watch like the David Beckham documentary, which was awesome, the, that was on Netflix, like I probably yeah. think like Manchester United is still like this great team. And yes, ever since Sir Alex left, it kind of kind of hasn't, has not been the same. Uh, all right, let's get some bets coming up for this weekend in the Premier League. We'll get to Der Klassiker in the Bundesliga as we move along. Uh, what do you have for us here, Anthony, with Newcastle and Arsenal? Like a really good game in the Premier League. Two top six teams. Arsenal second in the table right now behind only your Tottenham Hotspur. What about Newcastle and Arsenal? Yeah, so if you just go by expected points, which is a metric based off of expected goals and results in games, how many points should you have based on your performances? Newcastle is actually first in the league in expected points, above City, above Arsenal, above Spurs. They have played really, really well. They are dealing with some injuries here. Alexander Isak is going to miss this match. 
so that is a little bit of a concern. But when you think about this match tactically, I've, I've talked about Arsenal's attack on this show a little bit uh, a couple times here. You know, they played Chelsea and, and they played City. Their attack from open play this year is 10th in non-penalty expected goals. That's league average. It's not been a great attack. And now Gabriel Jesus is out again with an injury. Now, Eddie Nketiah did get a hat trick last weekend against... Uh, bottom feeder Sheffield United, but overall their attack just isn't quite as fluid with him, and they're not able to get a ton going through the middle. Martin Odegaard's been the one player for me. He had an incredible breakout year last year, has not quite been the same this year. And so with that and with how Newcastle is so good playing without the ball, playing off the ball in transition and then attacking into space, I think it's a great matchup for Newcastle. Also the number, I don't really think uh, these two teams are all that different on a neutral. I have Arsenal slightly better That's based on some priors. You throw in home field, Newcastle should be favored for me. So I'm taking the Magpies at home as a pick 'em. They've created over three expected goals per match at home this year, which is ridiculous and probably not sustainable, but still shows you how good they've been at home with their press. They're very physical, uh, and they they get up under you and, and turn you over high and create transition off of that. So I think the Magpies are, are, are a good bet here. Should be a good match. 1.30, we get an extra week or an extra hour because the clocks have gone back in England. They have not gone back in the United States yet. So Saturday morning, the uh, kickoffs are all an hour later than normal. Yet another awesome thing about daylight savings. Let's have it be different in every country. That sounds like a really good idea. Can't can't wait for Saturday night when my kids wake up at five in the morning. The next morning, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Spurs, Anthony, we talked about them uh, last week or two weeks ago. Sort of like the surprise atop the Premier League, like the the futures markets. We talked about the Premier League. They play Chelsea, who I think has been just looking looking at the table, pretty underperforming, disappointing so far this year. Uh, what do we like in this match? Well, it's a you better you bet Derby. Right, yeah, me versus Costos this weekend. What are the stakes? Uh, look, the the market isn't re- putting a ton of respect on Spurs here, and I thought we were going to get like you know Spurs are top of the table. You know, we talk about you know selling high and, and, and betting a lot, and you'll say, oh, you know, this team has gotten inflated off of some fortunate results, but like Tottenham isn't getting that love. They're 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 a you know a favorite at the number you'd expect Tottenham to be if the market viewed Tottenham and Chelsea as even teams, and if you just pulled up. To any fan, any pundit, and said, who's had a better season this year, Tottenham or Chelsea, everybody would tell you, obviously, that it's been Spurs. But the market just yeah. isn't really respecting it. So I can't, I can't just fade... I can't just fade Spurs just because I think they're, you know, have had a good run here. The market's saying that they're not that good, and I, I agree. I'm kind of in line with the market here. From a tactical perspective, this is fascinating. Chelsea have been so good at, at creating high turnovers and pressing. And Spurs, you know, if they have a weakness, they do commit a lot of numbers forward. But again, like, do you trust Chelsea with these this crop of attackers to take advantage of the chances they're going to create when you know, you know, Tottenham have Son and Madison at the other end who are traditionally elite finishers? So I think as a whole, these teams are about even at the margins. Spurs are probably a little better, but you know, with the number being the way it is, it's a pass for me. But I'm excited for it. Monday night football uh, under the lights in North London. Also, Pochettino's return to Spurs. Like, this is going to be a really fun emotional experience uh, for for me on Monday night. Let me tell you something about uh, uh, my guy Anthony knows a lot more about better soccer handicapper than me. Hashtag overthinking this one. Tottenham's definitely beating Chelsea. Like I'll tell you, I'm a Chelsea <laughs> fan. Tot- Tottenham's gonna win this at a short price. Tottenham will win this game coming up here. Uh, I-, I would encourage you, Anthony, for whatever it's worth, to bet your favorite team. And that's I'll not a jinx attempt. That's actually what I think is going to happen coming up in this game. And Pochettino back to and like I took took Tottenham to a Champions League final, lost to Liverpool. I bet them in that game. That was unfortunate. But that was the semifinal round against Ajax was special. Uh, you better you bet here with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Getting soccer bets for the weekend with our pal. 
pal Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal podcast on Twitter at Anthony DeBundo. Anthony, we're going to go into lightning round here because we got three more games to hit and we only have about four minutes to do it. So give these to us here in about 45 to 60 seconds if you'd be so kind. Let's go to Brentford and West Ham this weekend in the Prem. Real quick, the Tottenham 2019 run is like the Vince McMahon for, meme for me. We don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> we can't talk about it. Uh, I like Brentford here. Brentford uh, plus 100, 105 is out there. Uh, they've taken money. They were plus 120 at the opener. Paqueta, Lucas Paqueta and Edson Alvarez both suspended for West Ham. Uh, faded West Ham last week on this show. We're going to do it again this week. I think the Hammers are just generally overvalued in the market. One of the biggest keys in this game, Brentford is still elite on set-piece offense. Top five offensively every year. It's where they get up and make up the margins. West Ham, very quietly, has been a bad set-piece defense despite their size. Their their center backs have kind of gotten exposed this year as well. So I think the Hammers are overvalued. Bees, make them around minus 120. I like them at even money to win uh, at home. Anthony, in about a minute here, uh, Nottingham Forest, which is like one of my favorite names for an EPL team. Aston Villa, what do we like here? Aston Villa is probably the most unique profile of the entire season. At home this year, 60% of the ball, playing like a traditional top team, uh, pressing, possessing, doing everything you'd like to see from what could be a top four contender. But away Villa and some of their performances have been really inconsistent. They don't press. They, they sit off a little more. And given their defensive limitations and how they play with a really high line, it really is dangerous. And they've been walking this tightrope defensively where they're conceding a ton of big chances but getting away with it. I don't know how long that's going to last. I think they're a vulnerable, vulnerable favorite here. I like Forrest plus a half. They get Taiwo back in the lineup. Iwani, I think. They've been kind of cagey about his usage, but he's a perfect uh, antidote to go after what is a overrated Villa defense. So I like the, the trees, the tricky trees, plus a half, uh, and, and maybe a little money line sprinkle as well. The tricky the tricky trees. I feel like my friends and they're I maybe have like referred to. So, yeah, yeah. That's the, awesome. The forest. The forest, yeah, but man. Oh, it doesn't have to make sense. It's like, oh yeah, like, 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 yeah. What, like, what do we call like the Houston Texans? Oh, like, you know, the trees. Yeah, coming up right. on Sunday. Right, like uh, what do you call Nottingham Forest? You know, the waves. What? <laughs> <laughs> the fire, fire the cannons. Um, all right, we got about a minute left here for Where in the World is Anthony DeBundo? Oh, tell me. Uh, this week is in Germany. We'll spoil it for everybody. Because we have Der Klassiker coming up in the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Uh, don't look now, but Bayern Munich currently not atop the table in the Bundesliga. That would be Bayern Leverkusen atop the table. Dortmund in fourth. Uh, Bayern Munich in uh, in second right now. Anthony, what do you have for us here in Der Klassiker? We have about 60 seconds for the answer. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this week, but one of the biggest upsets you'll ever see in big-time soccer. Bayern was minus 1,600 on the money line against Third tier, Saarbrücken, say that three times, and they lost. And they started seven of their 11 starters. And it gets into this point that I've been kind of, I mentioned this on the Champions League thing we did. Like Bayern is priced as the second best team in Europe. And they have not been that for enough of the season now that I'm starting to wonder like what this team even is. If you look at some of their Bundesliga numbers, yeah, they're great. First in some of the big categories, they scored eight last weekend once the other team went down to nine men. Don't recommend that against Bayern. But this Bayern attack... Like they're still putting up good numbers, but the transition defense has been worse. The their best midfielder Kimmich is out for this game. I think there's some real question marks, and I think going against Bayern a, a few a bunch of times for the next month or so until the market knocks them down is going to be profitable. So I like Dortmund plus a half here. I think they're live. They never win this game. They've they've zero wins their last ten, but maybe they'll they'll pull it out for me. I think Bayern's overrated. Anthony, great stuff, man. As always, a bunch of bets coming up in England this weekend. Even a Champions League thought for next week with Manchester United and a Bedford de Classica. 
just love saying that, De Classica with uh, Dortmund and Bayern Munich. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. We want everyone to support Anthony's various endeavors, the Wonder Goal podcast, a great soccer betting podcast, and his written work over at the Action Network, and give him a follow on Twitter at Anthony DeBundo. My friend, have a great weekend. Wishing you the best of luck with the bets. I tail all your stuff. Uh, I'll be rooting for Chelsea, but I think Tottenham's going to slam them coming up on Monday, and uh, we will talk to you soon here on the show. Thank you, guys. An abbreviated goodbye from our friend yeah. Anthony there. All right, peace. They really call it Der Klassiker? That's what they call it? Because it's like El Clasico like, in German? It's like El Clasico, yeah. but it's in German. It's Der yeah. Klassiker. Like, yeah, it's really good. Like, they really call it that, though? I I don't know, man. You know, okay. that's what they're going to call Chiefs Dolphins so. on Sunday. That'll right. be Der Klassiker. I, I always say El Clasico. Uh, right. yeah. the, the, right. the locomotive leaves the station coming up in moments. Ken's entire card for college football. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.